Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right, all right. Well, today's episode is going to be uh, regarding um, the the tweet the, the tweet that was heard around the world. No, that was actually James White's tweet. <laughs> yeah, James White's tweet was uh, was way more viral, way more angry responses than mine. But mine was pretty good last week too. I think you know between the two of us, we probably caused a little bit of a of a, of a you know a little bit of a conflict, a little bit of a controversy. I'm okay with that. All right. Well, if you remember my tweet last week regarding uh, regarding effeminate men, that was the one that uh, that got a lot of pushback for me and a lot of engagement for me. And again, relative to James White, I have a very small following. A very small uh, number of people follow me on Twitter. A very small amount of people watch my videos on YouTube in comparison to, to Dr. James White. And so the response that I got was big for me, but, you know, not as big as James White. I don't know if maybe if I had a bigger platform and I said what I said, but I've had the same kind of response. I don't know. I just don't know. But anyway, if you remember, my tweet said that effeminate men should be church disciplined. Actually, let me read the exact tweet because I thought I worded it very carefully and uh, I don't think it's really even a debatable concept. What I said was I said effeminate men should be church disciplined to act like men. Leading to excommunication after a lack of repentance is demonstrated over time. So uh, this was a tweet that I, I worded very carefully. I used certain phrases because they're biblical phrases. They should be understood as biblical phrases. Um, and it's really not debatable if you are an effeminate man and, and you're, you're, you're taught and, and exhorted and encouraged to act like a man. And over time, you just simply refuse. You prefer to be an effeminate man. Um, over time, you demonstrate a lack of repentance. You should be um, cast out of the church. You should not be allowed at the table because in Christian circles, men should act like men. And there is a way to be a man but act like a woman. We, we talked a little bit about this on my YouTube channel. Um, so if you refuse to act like a man, you continue to want to act like a woman— you should be excommunicated from the church. That, that should not happen in the church. That should not be part of the church. That should be, you know, part of the pagan culture where it belongs. That should be in the back alleys, in the dark. That your effeminate way should be kept in the dark where it belongs. Um, not, it doesn't belong in the church of God because we're children of light. We're children of light and, and righteousness, and we want to act the way God created us to act. And so uh, this is really not a debatable tweet, but I got a lot of pushback for it. A lot of the pushback, as I said in my YouTube channel, a lot of the pushback was, you know, kind of snarky and just kind of trying to trying to trying to make me look bad and, and stuff like that. And, and you guys, you, you got to understand, you know, if you don't, you guys don't like my content, and you respond with snark or you respond with trying to make me look bad, you know, it, it really doesn't <laughs> it doesn't affect me. It really doesn't, except for the fact I don't like being lied about. That, that's one thing. I mean, you know, let's just be honest. Nobody likes being lied about. So if you lie about me, that kind of does bother me a little bit. But I don't really pay it any mind. Because because at the end of the day, if somebody's lying about me, it's pretty clear usually that they're lying about me. Um, anyway, so 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 <laughs> I just find those kind of responses very funny. But um, what I will say though is I did get some interesting questions in response and some legitimate questions, and some of those were you know kind of more basic, like what's the definition of of effeminate. And I, I didn't, you know, some people who asked that were asking just, you know, to try to, to try to zing me, that kind of thing. And it's very clear, by the way. I mean, it's just not, it's not, it's not rocket science to figure out who's trying to zing you and who's actually interested in, in finding out a definition. And what I said on my YouTube channel is that, you know, whatever the definition is, 
you know, and I and I, I put forward some ideas of what that what that looks like. Whatever it is, we better figure it out because the Bible tells men to act like men. The Bible tells men to act like men. The Bible also says that the uh, that effeminate men do not inherit the kingdom of God. And so, whatever the definitions of these words are, you better get on figuring it out if you're a man. Because if you're a man, you need to act like a man. And if you don't know how to act like a man, what that means biblically, how do you know you are acting like a man right now? You see, Paul assumed that the people that he was writing to knew what it meant to act like a man. And so when you're reading the Bible, the scripture assumes you know what it is to act like a man. It assumes that you know that. But the Bible gives us lots of of, of help in that area, shows us how to act like a man and things like that. Um, And so so we better get on that. that. That's work you need to start doing now. If you're a man, how do you act like a man? If you're a father, how do you be a f- good father? If you're a husband, how do you be a good husband? Like, like we better get to work on these definitions. If you don't know it and you haven't really thought about it and you haven't put any effort into it, you need to start putting effort into it because you need to act like a man if you're a man. I mean, it, it's, it's really just that simple. I think a lot of the pushback too is just bristling at the very idea of acting like a man. How could, if I'm a man, then of course I'm acting like a man. There's no way to not act like a man. You know, there was a woman, uh, I find this interesting too. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of the pushback came from women. And it's, it's just really funny. Like I, I, I make a, a comment that's un, undeniable, an undebatable comment about effeminate men and how they should be excommunicated if they refuse to not act effeminate. And a lot of the pushback comes from women. Very interesting. Now, to be fair, a lot of the support for the comment also came from women, which I find very interesting as well. But 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 women are women kind of put forward this idea of like, what's the definition? How does a man not act like a man? If a man's acting, therefore he's acting like a man. That's that's stupid. That's really stupid because Paul tells men to act like men. So clearly, in Paul's view, there's a way for a man to act like a woman, and that is objectionable. That is abhorrent. That is an abomination. All right. Now, um, but let's talk about some of the non-snarky, non-sort of basic pushback. And I'm not saying that if it's basic pushback, then it's automatically snarky. That's not true at all. But there was some pushback that was a little bit more nuanced. And I'll tell you, tell you a couple of, of, of these, and they're kind of related, so we'll, we'll kind of respond to them together. Um, so I got a couple of people that, that, that talked to me and basically said this, like, I'm with you, man. I, I liked what you had to say in your YouTube video. I liked the comment on Twitter. But, and that's how it always starts, but my situation's different. I'm, I'm a stay-at-home dad. I'm a stay-at-home dad. And they'll say something like this. My, you know, my wife, um, my wife has a, a better job than me, made more money than me. And um, I do work, you know, I, I work from home and I, I sell this or that or I do this or that, but the majority of the income comes from my wife. And because of that, I stay home with the kids to raise our kids and I take care of the house and things like that. And so I see the Bible saying, you know, as, as the man, you need to just make sure that there's provision for your family. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be the one providing the, the, the income for your family. You just have to make, sh- you just have to see to it that there's provision for your family. That's that's the main pushback. And so their situation's different because their wife makes so much more money than 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 the husband does. And so therefore it would make no sense for the husband to 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 get a job where all of a sudden they're in poverty. Right? Now they're in poverty because the husband can't make as much as the woman can and things like that. And so um, that's that's one kind of pushback. And then the other one um, was saying too 
it's kind of related. It's actually not really a pushback now that I think about it, but it's just sort of a comment and said, hey, you know, you know, AD, I agree with you. I think that you're right. And I think that, you know, seminaries, because a lot of times when people go to seminary, um, they their wives essentially support them. So they're in seminary. They're they're working hard to learn um, theology. They're working hard to learn how to be a pastor in seminary, but they're not really working, at least, you know, not full-time because, you know, seminary is a full-time job. They're not, not really working, and so their wives are working full-time to get them through that period. And, um, and you know, that, that therefore— that like that's a that's something that seminaries should should say no you can't do that that's part of our ethics code if you're not working your way through seminary if you're not paying your way through seminary and you're forcing your wife to work in order for you to go to seminary that that should not be allowed so that, that kind of kind of similar ideas right similar ideas so what what's the response to that right what's the response to that and so you know so first thought, the first thing that I thought when I when I kind of heard this this feedback and these these questions and this these, these comments is that Number one, it actually proves my point very, very well because you don't you don't define something based on exceptions. So let's just for a second just assume that these are these are these are legitimate exceptions. You know, the wife makes more money, so why would the husband work? You know, or at least work full time. Um, and let's just say that that's a legitimate exception for a second. The exception doesn't doesn't uh, disprove the rule. The exception actually proves the rule. In other words, if there's only only a handful of exceptions to anything, and let's just be honest, most in most situations, this is just a reality, a fact of life. In most situations, the uh, men don't marry up. In other words, men don't marry women that are making tons more money than they are. Usually, men marry women that don't make as much as they do. That's 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 usually how it works, or or it's even, or something like that. That's how it works normally. So this is a this is an exception to the rule. But you see, the thing about exceptions to the rules, they actually prove the rule. In general, this is what should happen, right? So even if these are, even if these are legitimate exceptions, this is really not pushback. And, and actually, they weren't presented that way because the persons that, that brought this kind of an example to me said, well, see, you know, I agree with you. Or, or they said, see, see, I agree with you, but, but here's, a, here's, a, here's an exception, you know? Anyway, so that's, that's the first thing. But, but the second thing is, are these legitimate exceptions? Do you see what I'm saying? Are these legitimate exceptions where the the wife makes more money she's got you know i don't know more skills or she's got a better education maybe she's a doctor or something like that and the husband's you know a plumber or, or something like that well plumbers make a lot of money actually let's just let's just say she's a doctor and the husband's like i don't know customer service representative or something like that and so if if they went with one income you know and, and it, just the customer service income the, the family would be less well off than they would if the if the woman worked as a doctor right and so it kind of seems to like make logical sense well why would i why would i work and things like so so let's is that a real exception let me tell you a little story let me tell a little story about someone who's very close to me my brother is a ruling elder in the pca my brother is currently a ruling elder in the PCA. Now he he's look don't my, me and my brother agree on a lot of things, um, but I don't want you to necessarily hold him accountable for what I'm about to say. <laughs> he did he did give me permission to use him as an example because he's not he's not ashamed to admit this, right? So um, so here's the thing. So my brother is a ruling elder in the PCA, and if you if you understand how to become an elder in the PCA, you got to go to seminary, <laughs> you know. So he was going to seminary. A few years ago, um, more than a few years ago, and uh, during that time, he he did work uh, very part time, but his wife basically did all the work. She provide she provided all of the income essentially for the most part. 
his wife was a nurse. And, um, and so she worked, you know, nights and stuff like that. And he went to seminary and he worked part time. And during that time, they had a child. They had a child. I think they might have had two during that time. I don't remember when he graduated. Um, and so my brother stayed home and took care of the baby while his wife worked. Okay, now was that a problem? Was that a sin? Well, here's the thing, guys. I, 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 I want to be, be careful here because I don't want to necessarily call something a sin that's not necessarily a sin. But that was not a good situation at all. That was not a good situation at all. And the thing is, like, like, like my, my brother has a great wife, right? My brother has a great wife, loves the Lord, loves God. And so she was never rebellious uh, to, 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 my, to my brother about this. But she admitted openly that she kind of like, I don't know if it was disrespect, but, but kind of like did harbor some, you know, negative feelings about this arrangement. Didn't look at him the same way that she does right that she does now. My my brother's working now, and and the reality is that my brother kind of married up a little bit because the, my brother was like in logistics or things like that, and you know he, the the job that he was doing it caps out at a certain salary, and his his wife's salary was already higher than that. In fact, when my brother married his wife, that um she already owned a house. My brother didn't own basically anything. You know what I mean? So he married up. And this is, this is the exact situation that, that, that people have been pushing back on me. He married up. And so even though my, my, my brother's wife was not complaining and not, not uh, rebelling against him, she admits that something was not right in that situation. And my brother admits that too. My brother says that he always felt like something was wrong in the situation because of that whole thing where she was providing for him, essentially. And so my brother, when, when, when he graduated, he immediately, the first thing he did was get a job and he was making less money than his wife would have made. But they could get by, number one, they could get by, they had to, you know, they, they were pinching pennies for a while. They were getting by, but the situation, the harmony in the situation made much more sense because you know why women, in particular wives, were designed to work on the home. Women created by God, made in the image of God, are designed to work at home. That is not my opinion. That is the word of God. This is Titus chapter two. The same page summer that, that we're doing, you know, a lot of us are doing together. It's just amazing how providential these readings are. These, uh, we, the days and the weeks that we do certain readings, they're always relevant to what is happening. It's just God's word is amazing like that. It's always like that. Um, this, is, this is Titus chapter 2, um, and this is Paul, the apostle, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writing to Titus and giving him instructions on what to do uh, with the church that, that, he, that he's an overseer of, an elder of. He says this in verse 3, Older women... Likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, comma, okay? I emphasize the comma because he's about to show you what they are to teach. He's about to show you the teaching that is good, that older women are to teach. They are to teach what is good, comma, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, 
working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, so that the word of God may not be reviled. Do you hear what that's saying? This is the this is the teaching. Older women should be teaching younger women to do these things. Love their husbands, reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not slaves to much wine. Love their children, be self-controlled and pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands. Why? So that the word of God may not be reviled. You see, God created women to be working at home. My brother and his wife's situation, the reason why there was some problems there, even though she wasn't rebellious or anything like that, is because she was not doing what God created her to do. And so my brother, he realized this. And so the first thing he did upon graduation is get a job and rectify that situation so that he wasn't standing in the way of her obeying God. And so here's my response to the people who say, well, I have a wife that makes all this money and I don't make that much money. Therefore, I stay at home with the kids. Well, there's, 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 there's a posturing here, right? If that's the facts and you're not doing anything in order to rectify that situation, then I say you really need to take a good look in the mirror. You really need to take a good look in the mirror because you could have all the money in the world. But if you're holding your wife back from doing the thing that God created her to do with her children and at her home, that is a problem that you need to start repenting of. You need to start repenting of it. My brother, look, my brother is such a good example of this because he saw that and the first thing he did is, I'm getting a job so you can be at home with your kids the way you want to, the way God designed you to. And it hurt for a while. There were pinching pennies. But you know what my brother did? He didn't sit on his hands. He said, you know what I need to do? I need to figure out a better skill set. I need to figure out how to make more money. And you might say, well, yeah, he should have quit seminary to do this. Maybe he should have. Maybe he should have. I'm just reporting the news here. This is what he did. He finished seminary, and then he got a job. There were pinching pennies for a while. They were struggling. Then he started working a different job, and he's making more money. And he's, I don't know if they're quite even yet. I don't think they quite are yet to where they would have been if, 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 if his wife was, was working. I don't think that they're, they're quite even yet, but they're getting there. He's not sitting on his hands. And so if you're that man who your wife makes so much more money than you, and so you stay at home and you know you maybe dabble on, online selling products and things like that, but you don't really bring in that much and you're taking care of the kids, you're raising them, you're working at home. So in other words, you're taking Titus too and turning it on its head, right? If that's you and you're just sitting there complacent and you're happy with that situation, I would suggest to you that you have a problem. I would suggest to you that you have a problem that you need to start working on figuring out. I'm not saying that you need to go into the, you need to go into, into poverty in order to, uh, to be, to be faithful. Look, what I'm, what I am saying is you need to figure out a way that you can earn more money and be in a, in a safe enough situation, you don't have to be, look, this is the thing. I think a lot of people say, well, we'd be in the poor house if you went with me. No, you wouldn't. You just would be poorer than you are right now. You might not be able to have two cars. You might not be able to have, you know, the, the nice house that you have. You might not be able to have all the things you have, but you guess what? You know what's better than having stuff? Not holding back your wife from doing what God created her to do. That's, that's, a, that's actually even better. Because at the end of the day, God's going to hold you men accountable 
for how you lead your family. And if you're not letting your wife uh, obey Titus too because she's at work all the time and you're the one at home working at home and taking care of the kids and all that kind of stuff, if that's how you decided to do it and you say, well, you know, it's I've got authority in the house. Yeah, you sure do. And God's going to hold you accountable. God's going to hold you accountable for making it so that she's not obeying Titus too. That's a real problem. And so my advice to you, if you're in one of these situations, you married up, you know, you're one of the handful of people that married up and you can't make as much money as your wife. You need to get to work right now, figuring out how you are going to rectify that situation so that your wife can work at home and, and, and do what God created her to do. Because at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of people out there that would not be as honest about the situation as my brother and his wife were. My brother and his wife, they kind of, they were open like, man, this isn't right. I don't feel right about this. Neither do you. Neither do you. Like, we got to fix this. And so, I, you know, I'm not trying to put my brother on blast or anything like that. I mean, he, he told me he, I could share the story and stuff like that or whatever. And you might want to second guess him going to seminary or whatever like that. But at the end of the day, like, like it's, it's it, I, I think, this is my opinion. I think it's a posture thing. If you're in this situation, get to work to rectify it because, uh, Titus 2 says that young women, what's good for them is to love their husbands and children, be self-controlled, pure, working at home, so that the word of God may not be reviled. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.